already opened this. This is weird. This is awkward. Hold on. How am I going to do this? You're already rolling. I know. Well, I can edit. Um, this is weird. I haven't done it in person. How am I going to start this? Why am I uncomfortable? What's going on? First time doing it, right? Yeah. Um, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's, that's what she said. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very special episode of yeah, Monday yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Live. Live. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. About Last Action Hero, first time in a long time where we've done it in person. Say it. What That's what she said. There we go. Oh, <laughs> she said, oh, ruined it. But no, yes, we are, uh, this is a very special time. We are, uh, we're talking about Last Action Hero, and we have decided to record in person. So if the audio's a little weird, eh, it's in person in my garage. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Happy to be here and talk about movies with, with my family here. Family, Fast and Furious style. I got, I got my family, my my married uh, family here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, my family, and then my movie guy's family. That's true. That's true. Who is also included my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the honor, uh, not honorable honorarium. Mm-hmm. My brain is nowhere. I'm I'm just one of the movie guys. It's weird. It's weird doing it in person, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I don't know what to look at. Yeah, you. you I, I don't want to do it with my hands. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm just trying to talk into the microphone, so it's not. You're good. I've been watching. (laughs) That's why it's like that. No, it's just weird. Like, because I'm used to being able to fidget, you know, or have a beer or do this. I think this will be better because it encourages me to go off on more rants. I was about to really go off on the the Mighty Ducks franchise in there, but I had to cut it back a little bit because, one, the foul language. I did realize that, yeah, there is a child in this house. I didn't want to go off. Full uh, sailor mouth there mm-hmm. uh, about my real thoughts about Gordon Bombay, mm-hmm. but you know uh, I'm glad we get to do this because you know be some thoughts about Last Action Hero. Yeah, no, yeah, we're talking about Who Last Action. Who was the first Action Hero? Have... Oh, good question. Also, how did the father die? Oh, I was waiting for this. We we have some thoughts about why did not where is the father? We know he's dead, but how did he die? It matters because the, the area that they're in is it obviously is imperative. We know the answer to area, this question. You know? He got mugged. You think he so? got mugged and died? Maybe Matt, he was Bruce a Wayne dealer. Was he an actor who died, and that's why this kid is obsessed with movies? Well, the movies is his father, clearly. So I mean, I mean, Schwarzenegger is his father figure. This movie was huge. Now, granted, I was too young when this movie came out. This came out in 93, so I was 6, 7, right? But I remember the advertisements. The reason why that I put this on the list to do for a nostalgic extravaganza is because I, this is the first one I remember heavy marketing after Batman Returns. Batman Returns came out in 92. That was everywhere. Batman Returns, Batman Returns. This one came out in 93, and I remember those cups that you can turn, and it looks like the cup, like like the picture on the side of the cup is moving. Yeah. This was ever marketing was everywhere. John McTiernan, who did Predator and Die Hard, this is going to be a great action film. Wow, I was not the the group that was marketed to this because no. I don't remember any marketing for this movie, or really any marketing for any movies, probably in the nineties. That might have come from like the the gender bias because mm-hmm. it was heavily marketed towards like Ninja Turtles, right? Mm-hmm. And like Transformers well, was more a little bit you know eighties, but you know a lot of this action kind of crossover stuff that it's like friendly action. Right. It can be marketed to uh, you know toned down for kids that all people can watch, but that they know. And I think this movie actually did a good justice because it showed the line of uh, maybe for a younger audience of what movie would make believe was and what real is uh for those who are playing real life uh, Mm -hmm. or playing whatever on the playground because i also remember as a kid there was a lot of accidents that would happen from kids who would play in the playground and you'd hear all these things that oh kids were playing power rangers in the backyard moral combat yeah exactly kid fell off the slide broke this or whatever the the tragic um, outcome of that would be but I wonder if this was just, if it was on purpose or if it just had to be kind of one of those right. happy uh, coincidences that maybe some kids were talked down from the slide because of this. I think a lot of critics were, were trying to be talked down because this thing tanked. Critically, just, just like box Hollywood, off. Right? I mean, like this, yeah, this, this thing tanked, man. Like, because I don't think people got the satire. I, I, I really don't. Because you go back and watch it now, this movie, in my opinion, is really good. 
because I love 80s and early 90s Lethal Weapon action movies. Yeah. I love those. Those are a big franchise. Not because I literally think that they're great, but because it's ridiculous. I got two days to retirement. You know, it's, it's funny things like that. And this movie camps it up. And I love this camp. The mm-hmm. soundtrack. ACDC had to write a song just for this movie. Schwarzenegger said this was the best script he's ever read. I mean, am I hyping it up? I don't know. This movie's not boring. Somebody fell asleep, though. I don't think you're hyping it up. I don't want to cut But Because I remember <laughs> when I was a kid to, to see it in, in the, the marketing hype train. Right. Obviously, all your friends, you know, back from the weekend. Oh, I saw this movie. I remember a few of my friends who saw this movie. They said that they didn't like it at all. Like, right. this is... You know, at that age where, you know, wherever your friends say, you, you take it to heart. Like, oh, okay, well, if they didn't like it, then obviously I probably won't either. I'm not going to like it either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, nine years old, that's just right. how it works type of thing. So I was like, all right. I remember then watching it. Like, this movie was, was awesome. I liked it right. as a kid. It had that doubt where just like, oh, well, maybe I disagree with a lot of my, my friends too. I really do remember it being this movie, but uh, having to rewatch it as an adult, it really, it made it seem like this was more parody. It is. It's satire completely. Having watched it multiple times in the last couple days, um, <laughs> knowing I was probably going to fall asleep, we started watching it Thursday night. Uh, I watched roughly 27 minutes before I fell asleep. On Friday, while I was working in the afternoon, I put it on and watched probably another hour of it. And then when we were done working, I turned it on. I'm like, I'm just going to finish it. And Eric's like, well, no, we have to go back to where you fell asleep because I want to watch it because obviously he loves this movie, likes this movie. And so I had to watch the middle part twice Mm -hmm. um, and then watch the ending. And I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed the third act, the best of all of the rest of When they're in the real world? When they're in the real world and things like Arnold Schwarzenegger is shooting at the the taxi thinking he's going to hit it and like get the perfect shot and he doesn't get anywhere close. Right. Like, I enjoyed those parts, thinking, you know, what are these things in movies, these tropes in movies that uh, have become so common and then you get into the real world and it's it's totally ridiculous. Right. Um, I, th- I really enjoyed that part. I actually enjoyed the middle. I actually enjoy act two when um, the boy goes into the movie all the way until they go back to the real world. Because it's ridiculous. It's fun. Little tropes like they go to the movie store and then they're like, Look, here's Terminator 2 and it's Stallone. He's like, oh, he was great. And the kid's like, everybody's a 555 number and everybody's too pretty and beautiful. Uh, Schwarzenegger gets fired and he just walks into his one-bedroom apartment and just shoots four random shots. Because that, always there. That, 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 that's always Lethal there. Weapon. You know, that's Lethal Weapon. I was missing, what this movie was missing was in Lethal Weapon 2, uh, Danny Glover went to the restroom in the morning. His family was out and he sits on the toilet to use the restroom, but then... He's nowhere to be found. And eventually in that movie, the police department find him on the toilet because on the toilet paper it says, boom, you're dead. It's seat activated. So if he got up from the toilet, it would blow up. That's what should have happened in this movie. We should have had somebody blow up on a toilet. You know, we had enough fart jokes with the guy whose name was Fart. Leo the Fart. Leo the Fart. Excuse me. And then pulling his finger to activate the bomb. Oh, beautiful like, detail. There was, I think there was enough potty humor in this movie. We didn't need more. Well, fine. Neurogas to be taken in the target. Yeah. This movie's great. I mean, like, again, okay, I say great. It's not great. Well, it's ridiculous. I think we appreciate a bit more just because of how oversaturated um, a lot of, like, the market, movie market has been. Right. With, especially with action movies, because we know these names Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, you know, these, these big heavy hitters to be action movie stars. And when you hear Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's in this movie, right? When you hear those names, you can already guess what movie that's going to be. It's going to be every other movie that they've uh, done before. And then we still see to this day, too. And so for them to make light of it, I think I appreciate it more now just because of all the other movies that I've seen that were the same. They were cookie cutter and the same uh, factory studio formula that was every single time. Action Person is a loner. Hey, we need you for this job. They come in, they do the job, they get double crossed for some reason, which is always a dumb thing because right. it's just like, okay, the organization, you know, this guy is like the best of the best. Oh, but we will double cost him this time. You know, we right. will be able to do it this time. It just seems to be, I don't know. So there's common parts. So this movie's ridiculous, slapstick, and crazy. I will give one complaint 
and that is I hate the Harry Houdini magic ticket. I really think if you put your mind to it, there could be a better way to get this kid in a movie. Right? There has to be. Because have it being... Well, it has to be magic of some sort because you can't actually get into a movie. Right. So let's just get Harry Houdini out of there. I think that whole part is really ridiculous. So to kind of set up for people that have seen it before, Danny's this kid. He's a loner. He has a single mom at home. She's like a waitress or something. And he loves to go to this rundown theater ran by this old guy that was very creepy, right? Nick. This is weird. Where Nick. does he come from? Why can't we talk about how creepy Nick is? Nick is weird. Nick is super weird. Let's get this, I don't know, 12-year-old kid into my movie theater at midnight there's to another, show him a movie. There's another usher in there, by the way, too, who was working behind the concession stand. Was yeah, there? that does nothing. Yeah, he was, He's creepy. Both men working in that theater uh-huh. were old and falling asleep on the job. Well, and right. I think that movie theater was slated to be demoed or be like revamped into a new theater. I feel like I saw some signs on the outside. They were going to, yeah. It's the only theater that's playing clean movies Uh-oh. in a red light district. Right. Okay. Now, what, what really shocked me about coming at midnight, right? So this is fun. So there's a movie theater um, not too far from me where I go and I know the manager. And I showed a couple of my movies I made in college there. So him and I have become cool. And he took me up to the projector room before. And he was showing me the projectors and how they worked. And back then, which was 2006, 2007, they had one projector, which was all digital. And it had like a MacBook attached to it, like a tablet, if you will. And he said, the, the studio controls these projectors. We don't anymore. Hmm. And they have the old projectors with the reels. So just knowing that knowledge in history... I'm watching this movie. Why is Nick saying I can only show it at midnight? You're in control. The well, studio doesn't no, control no, it. No, because the movie hadn't come out yet, and so he was going to do a private screening for himself at midnight when nobody else was around. We don't see anybody else ever go to that theater. Yeah, there's a guy at the beginning um, when Danny's skipping school. He's in the theater, and there's like one other guy or two other people in there. Sure. Munching on their popcorn and That's sleeping weird. and doing things. To each other. Um, Paul Rubin's in that theater. See? Paul Rubin's in that theater. And, but yeah, for, for this old guy to just be like, hey, come on down. Midnight. I have a Harry Houdini ticket. But, yeah, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with any, any of that. I will also say that's another part of, like, that uh, late 80s, early 90s where, like, those adventure movies, those, those kind of family uh, children adventure movies it's always the magical it man. always starts off with yeah, yeah just page kinda, master never ending story yeah exactly okay. with like that one piece of that that token that gets you in uh to the world give know? me the token just don't make it here whether it be it's like that kid who like saves the life of the magical person who right. was visiting the real world you know you and give him a coin yeah so let me come mm-hmm. you know, take, yeah so that seems to, to happen um be the easy excuse and i i'm all for it if there are simple rules that abide by it. Yes. But there are parts in this movie where they stretch it a bit more, um, like when and where they can jump through. So if you have the ticket, does that mean any wall that you touch, you're allowed to, you're permitted to go through it? Um, it seemed like whatever closest movie uh, you were near, right. you kind of do that. Does it apply for only things being on projector? Is it a VHS thing if I'm watching something at home? Or they trying to do a 3D thing? Because the thing that really confuses me is that in the beginning-ish part where they're doing the Jack Slater um, chase with Danny first comes in the movie. Well, I'm sorry. Right before that scene, he shoots at a thing of dynamite. Right. And the dynamite 3Ds into the theater. So it's like, is this fourth wall literally there? Right. So like, what, where's yeah. the barrier? Right, right. I just I just wish they would have done something with the Houdini thing. I also want to see the Jack Slater, Jack Slater franchise. That looks ridiculous. So we open this movie up with Jack Slater 3, right? Yeah. Which is Reaper, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is played by the guy who played Dollarhide in uh, Manhunter. You remember that one? Yes. Right? The original Sons of the Lambs thing? This guy's great. This guy is great. I liked him more than the Charles Dance Eye villain guy. Okay. Right? I just like this Ripper. R- Ripper? Reaper? I so like this guy. It was Ripper. Ripper. His face was great. His hair was great. Chop, chop. It's yeah. weird. You know, he has that axe. That one hurt the boy. But this will, like, great 80s bad guy. So I kind of wanted to know what Jack Slater 1, 2, and 3 were. Were you able to pick apart kind of the storyline when 
Danny was t- talking through it throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, I played like a McBain movie. Right. <laughs> I think that's what Simpsons were mocking, right? Yeah. Well, that and everything else. But like they well, said... Rainier Woolcastle is, right. is essentially Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, right. Um, so we also get into Jack's second cousin somehow gets captured. Frank? Frank gets Frank, captured. His beloved his second, favorite second cousin. His favorite, his favorite second cousin. cousin. Um, gets captured by the bad guys. And what's the plot of the bad guys to gas out the rest of the mob, which is up on this uh, hotel, right? That's the plan. So he could be number one when he does with his yeah, thumb. Yeah. What was it? Valenti? Vivaldi? Vivaldi? Vivaldi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the plan was he's just trying to get everyone together to take him out, right? So he could be the number one. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason. So why is Charles Dance there? Just because he's a henchman? Or is he actually the real guy in charge? Well, there's the thing is that uh, in Jack Slater 4, uh, we're never going to get, I guess, the actual story now, right? Because we have this kind of uh, as-you-go story that's, you know, interrupted everything. Right. Uh, So I'd like to see that. Although there were parts when they were in the... I could hear it in the in the backdrop of them talking about what to do next. Right. And there's parts when uh, I think Jack came back and he's very aware he's in a movie now and he you know um, everything's back to normal. So he punches the glass to makes it like oh okay that works again back to normal. And he's talking to the lieutenant about what he wants to do. I want to be a good cop now. And we're gonna do this now. And I was trying to listen to that because like okay I want to hear this Jack Slater. What if this is Jack Slater for? What if this movie is Jack Slater for? Oh. Oh. Well, then that's that's like a meta on meta. Wait, wait. What's real then? Is this real? What if what what if the whole movie is Jack Slater for? Are we in Jack Slater five right now? I'm just wondering. Yeah. What if that? It's. I don't know what's real anymore. (laughs) Um, I really enjoy some of the cameos. Sharon Stone is out of the police station. Do you remember that when they walk out? That oh. was actually Sharon Stone. Um, when I didn't were, see about that. There were, there were many other. Yeah, they were they're walking into the police station for the first time when Danny gets into the theater and they have the huge car chase. And then the camera turns to the left and there's a woman smoking a cigarette. Yeah. That's Sharon Stone for Basic yeah. Instinct. Robert uh, well, Patrickson, T, uh, T, uh, T-1000. Oh, yeah, yeah, the T-1000. He walks by and Danny's like, oh my God. Yeah. Right? The cat, Danny DeVito's the cat. Yeah. Tina right. Turner. Tina Turner's the mayor. I love that. I was waiting for her to sing the song. We don't need another hero. <laughs> that was playing at Kroger today. Um, my wife, who doesn't like this movie, she doesn't remember a lot of this movie. I love how she walks by at one point where um, Jack Slater's in the police department and he has that friend who is uh, in Scarface, right? F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, F. Murray Mayor. And she's like, oh, that guy's a bad guy. It's like, yeah. That's the point, right? Believe it, Danny said that's the guy that killed Mozart. Yeah. That's yeah. the guy. Yes. In a movie that nobody else knows about. Yeah, um, that's great. Uh, do, you, right? do you wish Schwarzenegger would have done Hamlet as a movie? Because that trailer is amazing. Oh, yeah. The one that uh, we got from uh, Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. you remember when they played it in there? kind of remind me of Grindhouse in a way. I would watch that. I would watch that. If it was there. I would watch it. I would not because I enjoy Hamlet and I like it in its pure form. You're going to sit there and tell me that you don't like to be or not to be, not to be, and then blows up? Yeah, but I want to see Kenneth Branagh do that, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why? Because Kenneth Branagh is a Shakespearean actor and he's fantastic. Who cares? I want to see Schwarzenegger say to be or not to be, light a cigarette, not to be. Cigar. Cigar. I mean, that's great. You don't want to see that. No. If you could do other movies uh, like that, I think that would be great. Because that is, like, I feel like almost like a Mel Brooks type of approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, where I feel like I've seen that before, where an actor has made fun of their own kind of style, mocking right. it before. Oh, I'm trying to remember. But it's uh, any actor like Arnie who can do that, I right. think, is, is great. You know, where they know that, yeah, it's what I do is ridiculous. We can be fun mm-hmm. for... Uh, you know, a movie here. So, going back to the villain, I wanted to ask you, and I want to ask you too, I guess same question for both of you. Do you like Ripper more? Ripper? Or do you like the Vivaldi mob guy more? 
Uh, what do you think? Having fell, fallen asleep a couple of times, I probably didn't track the Vivaldi part as well. I think the river was just really straightforward. Like, there's a bad guy. He's trying to kill people, kill kids on the roof. Um, on Christmas. Ben on and the Christmas. Joker kind of sure. Um, the storyline with, with Vivaldi and all those bad guys just seemed a little more convoluted. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Rupert was a better bad guy. Just because, And it also felt kind of like... Um, oh, what was, I know what you did last summer. Is that the one that had the, um, the raincoat guy? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. The raincoat guy. Yeah. The one with the hook. I'm just saying it's just funny. Which one was it? Oh, the raincoat guy. Yeah. You yeah. guys knew what I was talking about. Slicker and a hook for a hand. I think See? I liked, uh, the, the mob a bit, a bit more. The Ripper, uh, as cool as a villain as he was, it just seemed a little more comic booky. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Uh, but whereas the other one with, with has the mob influence, and I feel like that's just kind of covering all bases. Like, so, you know, the one is channeling the, just the uh, hero and the nemesis, mm-hmm. whereas the other one is doing like, um, I don't know, I feel like bad boys, you know, nice. where they like kind of take down the, the whole syndicate right. type of thing. So they're kind of just... Going in and covering all action movie bases as much as they can. But don't you think, though, that the mob should be Jack Slater 1 or Jack Slater 2? Because usually, because this is the fourth movie in the franchise in this world, right? So, like, Jack Slater 1 would be small, kind of contained story. And in the sequel, they go a little bit more. Maybe somebody screams diplomatic immunity. You don't know. But this is where Danny jumps in with his movie knowledge. It's the sequel. It gets worse every time. Yeah. You build up for it. So in the right. first one, you probably would go for something smaller. He probably was new on the force. Uh, he probably was a new cop, rookie. Yeah. And he was doing uh, probably small cop stuff. And then it yeah. got bigger and bigger. bigger, and bigger. Right. Eventually the mob gets involved. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that made sense to me. And uh, we get Bridget. Oh, what's her last name? Nelson? Yeah. Bridget Nelson in this, right? Nelson, right? Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte no, Nielsen. No, no, no. That's uh, especially Stallone's ex-wife, right? No, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, a, a foo foo. Meredith. Uh, Meredith. Whitney. Whitney. Why do I know her? Please tell me why do I know her? Vicky Valentine. Who? And she she was in uh, Billy Madison. Oh, okay. I liked her in this a lot. Yeah, uh, she's in a few other movies in the '90s. She was she was my like first big crush. I would say at a, at, a, at a very young impressionable age. The high socks. Oh, yeah. The squealing for no reason when the guys break in, in the house and she just screams and kicks ass. Somehow, somehow she's a karate. Oh, well, her she screams. Her dad is, or her stepdad? That's her dad. It's her dad. Uh, her dad is Jack Slater. So obviously she has been trained better than her brother was to defeat bad guys. Who's the brother? That's not her brother. Oh, that's right. The brother died in the yeah, beginning of the movie. The kid and Jack, on the roof that yeah. the Ripper killed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ripper which again, that was one of my first questions when that scene came up. Was if your dad is a police on the police force or whatever, wouldn't you be trained uh, to defend yourself against right. a kidnapping or somebody taking you hostage? Right. And he did. Like he knew that the the grenade had a knife in it, and so he stabbed the bad guy, but he still gets pulled off the roof and dies. Well, we don't know if he dies. Remember, movie guy rule: nobody, no death. Nobody, no death. We don't know if he's it's dead. It's a movie in a movie. It's it's a movie in the movie in the movie. So, um, Jack Ripper Six, when the kid comes the kid back. The kid comes back. That's that's the title. Yeah. Jack, Jack Slater Six, the kid comes no, back. The kid no comes back. In, in this. Remember, it's just it's just Jack Slater the number. No, I don't. Jack Slater Four. Okay, so multiple movies have copied this satire since. Um, Grindhouse kind of brings it back to some of the trailers, right, that they had for Hamlet, but then also. The Jack Slater titles reminded me of Tropic Thunders. Um, oh, what was... Um, oh, what's it? Scorched uh, Earth. Scorched, scorched. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. I love that. Um, okay, some of the crazy stuff, right? Some of the crazy stuff. So we get into uh, the, the, the car chase that we allude to. Uh, the one Asian guy that's in every 80s action movie as a henchman, right? He was yeah. a diehard and stuff. He gets killed with a snow cone in the back of his head. Yeah. Ice that guy. <laughs> Great. Love it. Um, going through the L.A. River and uh, laying on top of a Coke. Uh, oh, truck. how the Bonneville just is in, in pristine condition the right. entire time. Looks like it's brand new waterway. He just pulls up over, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the barricade. Yeah, the 89 Bonneville, you know, can't can't screw that up, or whatever <laughs> it is that boat. he said. Yeah. That was my favorite. I right? loved it. And then the guys just fly over in the truck. Okay, so another crazy... 
I guess you won't say fan theory, is that the kid, when they go into uh, this corner to play chicken, Danny says to Schwarzenegger, you are going to play chicken just like Jack Slater, right? He didn't say like Jack Slater, one, two, or whatever. He said just like Jack Slater. Wouldn't he know by looking at him right off the bat that this is Jack Slater? Or does he look different to Danny? That's a terrible line. I think he, I think he looks the same, but I think it's probably the, the like, shock like, how am I in a movie? Like, is that reality? What has just happened to yeah, me? That's an interesting question, right? It's like, wait a minute. Why would he say that line? That's clearly Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know him. You are a major super fan. Yeah, but yeah. I would, probably would take a moment to register, like, if I'm watching a movie and all of a sudden the next moment I'm in that movie, mm -hmm. uh, it would be a, you know, yeah. bit of a moment there would just like, yeah. Although... A relief a change from wet, uh, horrible New York City to bright sunny LA. That would be, right, that'd be a nice change. Right. There's this. There's this feel with like films in LA. Beautiful and people 90s. everywhere. Cartoon cats. Oh my god. Yeah. Sunshine and lollipops. It's great. Like can't die. Like that. Like that truck that goes into where the girls are modeling. And there's like this. There's like this one. There's like this one model. I call it like the motorcycle model. She has like those big, long motorcycle uh, mirrors on each yeah. side of her breast. I'm just like, what is that? You know, and there's one that's all in bubbles. The 90s you know? were a weird time. I love the 90s. That's the point of this retrospective. Thing. Oh, yeah. That, wait, that daughter, uh, when he kissed the kid, too. We got a... How old was she when she kissed the kid? We got a, we got a blank check situation thing going? Nice. I don't know, but nice. I had her name. That she was me. That kid was me. She that was also in um, The Wedding Planner, Bridget uh, Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. She it's looks amazing. very different now than she did. Oh, she looked bad? No, she looks fine. She huh. looks very different because she's an adult now. Right, right. She was this young and everything was tight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure her story was that she was doing the... this come out? The, the, the whole movie stuff. And then I think she just married and stopped doing acting or stopped doing the big roles. She's been doing movies. Uh, she was 20. Just little stuff, little paycheck. She was but like, I don't know, there's, there was a thing where a lot of actors kind of did. Casper Van Dien was the same part, where he was coming up to be like the next big thing, but then he married Rich, I think, like a princess or something like well, that. Well, he also did, he also did um, Super Troopers, which... Whew, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yes. He did Tarzan after that. He was one of the Tarzan oh, guys. Austin O'Brien was 12, so... Yeah. Who? The boy, Danny? Danny was 12. Was she he? was 20. Yeah. Nice. Would Danny be a Austin movie guy? Ryan, Danny would still so be a movie guy right now, wouldn't he? Yeah, pretty, pretty sure he would. <laughs> he would be the third if guy. If he was still alive, yeah. Oh, he's dead? dead? Danny? I don't know. I mean, that kid was living a rough life, man. He was oh, 12 and he had to cut something like that. He's still alive. Single uh, parent house there. Right. Living in the streets of New York like that. No, he's, I'll stop right. He's married. He has a baby. Born on the same day as me. Many years later, but still. Again, one of those kid actors where he was just all over for like a hot five years and then just kind of stop. Mm -hmm. Prehysteria, My Girl 2. <laughs> those are the only three movies I know him in. This one, My Girl 2, and Prehysteria. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably that's pretty much the only movie. Got his paychecks, then he's out. Right. Yeah. Um, the part, so I, uh, so I kind of lied to you. So earlier I said that I like the whole Danny in the movie part. I just love the tropes. I love the... Uh, the police chief with, you just can't hear anything, and the smoke's literally coming out of his ears. Did you catch him when he said the F word? Yep. At the end? It, this is a PG, PG-13 PG movie, yeah. but at the time, you could not swear in a PG-13 movie. At the end, when he's doing his rant, he sneaks the F word in. Good man. Mm -hmm. Good man. Gotta oh, listen for right. it. I think Danny talked about... Uh, oh, yeah. That was a fun part. Yeah, where where he, he called him out, and just like, yeah, do it. You can't, because it's a PG-13 yeah. movie. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. I like that or uh, we talked about how um, the wife, your ex-wife isn't coming back, her name wasn't in the credits. Yeah. She's not home, her name's not in the credits. That, that, see, he, Danny's such a movie guy. Um, but um, the part that I was saying that I, that I didn't like is I actually don't like the hotel scene where the whole, like, the gas bomb, right? When they're, like, going up and down the elevator, you know, like, the whole action scene, yeah. right? Where he puts the dead guy over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. When he did that, it reminded me of Ace Ventura when he knocks out the Monopoly guy, right? It's yeah. just, it, it was like, okay, too slapsticky. Look, an elephant. <laughs> he says that. He points. And he goes, look, an elephant. Look and all the mobsters look yeah. to see an elephant on the roof. And then all of them pull out from the movie Mafia. That's satire, and they all have guns. Granny has a gun. It's, the nun. Yeah, the nun. <laughs> the 
the, per, the gun, gun out of her purse. Yeah. Now, I like Charles Dance because of Alien 3. Right. Sure. We, we, we all know that. Um, he plays a good He plays a good bad guy, though. I like mm. him in this. You should have seen him in Game of Thrones. Was he good in Game of Thrones? He was, he the was fantastic. Best in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, you know what? One of these days, I will give it a try. I know all the tropes. I know, like, the Red Wedding sure. and, and the beheading of Sean Bean at the end. Well, oh, Sean Bean spoilers. Never... At the end? Do you think he lives to the end? Of oh, the first season? Yeah. <laughs> of the, oh, was it the first episode? No, it's first season. Yeah, first season he like, dies. I know I know the big ba- battle of the bastards is what they call it. That was a good one. Yeah, I know all that. But no, Charles Dance, like, in that part, because and he, he's a lot of, he loses the red. He's older. Yeah. And, but he still has that commanding presence mm-hmm. of right. just, everything that he says is patient, you know, he... He's thought about it. It's never like a rush thing. And yeah, he's scary when he enters the room. It's great. You can hear those footsteps mm-hmm. every time. Uh, so I think watching this movie now, having been exposed to that character, I think it's a bit more intimidating. But at the same part, it's a fun movie and he's still having fun with it. I think he's having fun. What's your favorite eye? My favorite's the smiley face eye. Have a nice day. Yeah. yeah. This day, the one that they turn and becomes a bomb. Oh, that was the red bullseye one. No, because he had to. It was the one that he dropped when he was at their house, and then they pick it up and they twist it to read it, and then right. it explodes. Well, the reason why I said that was because his bullseye one was red. Oh, uh, so yeah, he had, yeah, he had the the bullseye one. He also had a snake eye, like a like a. It was the red. It was yeah. another one they wore in the yeah, house. That was a snake. Yeah, like uh-huh. a reptile eye. Yeah, it was like a yellowish kind yeah. of. Yeah, uh, I think I think Hannah's day was awesome. Why does he have a missing eye? Doesn't matter. Doesn't it? It doesn't. Why? Because it's a satire. The, the villain always has to have something weird, like in a Bond movie, right? The villain always has to have something weird. Weird face, webbed hands, right? That's, totally that's... took me out of it. I wanted to know why he didn't have an eye. Are part? you mocking me? Did he lose me? it? Yes, <laughs> I'm mocking you. Why are you mocking me? Because you do this all the time. I'm watching a satire. Those other movies are not satires. But it doesn't add to the story either way. It, but it's a satire, all right? What's the movie that, that you it's keep pointing to me about? It's what was the movie? I can do the same thing you're doing. No, what's the no? What's the movie that, that we talked about last year around this time that you that I talked about the mother with Heath Ledger? What was that? Ten things Ten I hate things about you. Ten things I hate about you. Ten things about you. It is Jesus. irrelevant where the mother is as long as we know that she's gone. It I'm just does say, not matter. I'm saying that that movie was based off a Shakespearean play uh-huh. that was played for serious romance, uh-huh. romance drama. This movie's not serious. It's not being played. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Why save a glass? It don't matter. Where's the father? It don't matter. It's a satire. I we have a magic know. Houdini ticket. Yeah, but the old guy explains how he got the magic Houdini ticket. How did he get the magic Houdini ticket? It was given to him. By Harry Houdini, Houdini himself? Yeah. They explained it in the movie. I don't remember. I know that. That's one question to you because that doesn't make any sense because Houdini died like in the 20s, right? It was a very old man. This guy was not that old. This guy was 70s at best. Okay, so then his father too got it. I'm I don't. Just he saying. didn't explain it. Let's see because I know who didn't die in Detroit. He did on Halloween. No, the Detroit's famous oh. thing there. Oh, wait a minute! Doesn't he have a famous mansion that a lot of rock musicians go to record? Is that the one down the street from us? Yeah. <laughs> Slipknot recorded there. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not he a... died in 1926. Yes, yeah, so that old man did not get that ticket from Harry Houdini. Well, it was passed down. Maybe who knows? Passed down. It was the 90s. <laughs> And that Nick was a, is 103, so... Right. Um, does Danny leave this movie learning anything or changing? Should Danny go live in the movie world? Would he age in the he movie should. world? Like, there's... Because um, I was on board with this movie expecting there to be, like, some sort of lesson at the end that I forgot about when I was watching as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then it came to that part, fast-forwarding, when uh, Jack gets shot in the real time and he's suffering. They had to bring him to the movie theater, try to get back into the movies, and they were able to get him after finding the other ticket, um, and they're having that heart-to-heart. Jack and Danny are having the heart-to-heart of, like, no, you go back. I, you, You're there. I hear. Mm-hmm. Goonies got to, you know, anyway. <laughs> and I feel like in that part, it should have been that moment where Danny is just like, okay, you're right. This is, I have been using this as an escape for a exactly. real world. Exactly, yeah. Especially to, like, grieve with my, for my, mm-hmm. the death of my father, which they, glossed over a few different times so they made it a little more of a fact i can see completely why he is danny uh all about like skipping school or acting out yeah yeah, yeah right. doing all this all this stuff when um, did his dad die was it recent yeah probably hmm. 
What's so, a satire? But instead, it's just kind of like, oh, I have to go because, well, I just have yeah. to go. Because the adults yeah. are coming in here now, and I just have to kind of get pushed out type of thing. Right. What happens in the movie theater? Pimples are premature. What happens when the movie's off, though? I mean, like, do they do they just stop? Right. How do they keep making movies after that? Like, how does scripts, how do the scripts and writing work on this? Mm-hmm. Right? Is there a like a delirious situation where it's John Candy in a room with a typewriter and everything as he's typing comes to life? This episode is satire. <laughs> I mean, <the> sarcasm <laughs> and satire that we have going for each other here. Can we do a, a John Candy re- retrospective after us? Is, 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 is there a terrible, I'm sorry. What? Delirious is a fantastic movie. So is Armed Dangerous, Canadian Bacon. We're not going to have 11 movies. Home Alone, Uncle Buck. I'm... I'm about halfway there already. Home alone for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And Elvis was in it too. And it was the greatest part. He <laughs> <laughs> was he was in there. Polka polka. Which was all ab uh, ablived. Yeah. Anyway. Um Great Outdoors. Planes, trains, and automobiles. You already yeah. say that? We're, we're here. Yeah. Why do I feel why do I feel like that we're kind of floundering in this one? Because I'm trying to think what else we can talk about because I'm really uh, I think we talked a lot. Okay. I, I was going to say, I feel like Jack Slater learned a lesson at the end of this movie, but Danny did not. He's going to go back to not really changing his ways, whereas Jack, in this like pretend world, again, I don't know how this works for Jack Slater 5, but like he wants to do better. He doesn't want to be this satirical cop anymore. He wants to do something good. And, and he wants some depth. Work. Yeah, some he wants some depth. He wants some character development here. Um, and I just don't think Danny really learned his lesson. Um, he had a father figure in his life for a brief moment, and that's really about it. Danny's going to grow up to be a troubled kid. Yeah. Because he's going to watch all these Jack Slater movies now. He's going to get tattoos of Jack Slater all over his body now, and you know, he's, like, he's never going to have a good or healthy relationship. And because... you know Jack Slater and his mom just went at it when he was in bed that night. <laughs> oh my they God. did not stay up all night talking. That poor woman, too. Schwarzenegger would have destroyed her. Oh, yeah. Oh, that she poor woman. She would have liked it. What? what? Well, <laughs> bent like a pretzel. Oh, jeez. Here we go. We doing Mallrats now? Is yeah. This is uh, Jason Lee theory of Superman and Lois Lane? No, I just... <laughs> what I what I would... See, like, if this movie's going crazy in satire, it would be great if the movie ends with Danny years later, like, behind a camera in Hollywood and say, action, right? Because that'd be so stupid. What if that night spawned a child and Danny has a sibling that's part Jack Reacher or Jack Reacher Jack Slater named Jack Reacher because <laughs> they had to reach for because she has on something because this isn't the movies he Jack Slater doesn't wear condoms of course not no and they don't get pregnant in the movies unless the writers put him in as pregnant he doesn't know any better she's carrying a Schwarzenegger baby but he it's going to come out Danny DeVito style though like that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come out that. There, uh, they do play around with a lot of movie uh, again signature mm-hmm. kind of tropes that, and I do like a lot. You said you had a favorite part when they fell into the 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 Brea tar oh, pit. Yeah, <laughs> Brea tar pit, and he gets out. Uh, Jack. Jack gets out and he like grabs some tissue and wipes his face and he very quickly becomes clean. And then yeah. the daughter shows up in her big truck. She's like, hey, Dad, I thought you might be here. Here's some clean clothes. And by that point, he has cleaned himself mm-hmm. with his like five paper towels of the tar <laughs> from the La Brea tar pit. <laughs> like, no. So those parts where Danny's just like, isn't that a little convenient? Yeah. yeah. I liked when he called it out. I thought that was fun. But it, uh, yeah. Well, I like that just because there were a lot of times in this movie where Sarah would call out the movie and then almost on cue right yeah. you would call up like what the heck that has nothing to do with it and how then, are we going to get back into this movie and I was like isn't there another half to the ticket and they're like oh, there's another half to the ticket nice like, oh okay nice it's almost like somebody yeah off uh, was hearing all of uh, Sarah's prompts and just like, oh, you got it the fourth wall was broken I like the dogs doing the pyramid yeah yeah well trained dogs Oh, you fell asleep during I that. do not remember that part. Yeah, uh, <laughs> snap of my fingers. Yeah, snap of my fingers because all these all these like uh, Rottweilers were at the door. It's oh, when they originally yeah, went to yeah, Charles yeah. Dance's okay. house, uh-huh. and they're all there, and he goes, "Wizard of Oz." He snaps his fingers, and they all pyramid uh-huh. on top of I each other. I did not see that part. I remember when they got to the house, but I did not see that part. I like that the that the other butler guy was Ajab. Yep, obviously. Um, geez, what else? God, I mean, oh, see, at one point. 
when Danny is riding a bike through the movie, the bike like gets launched, and as he's riding, you can see this big full moon behind e. him, style. and it's like ET. Yeah, yeah. that was on too, too, too easy to too easy to parody on that. Way one. too easy. And plus, he was riding a little girl bike, and yeah. oh yeah, right, a girl bike. And I, a I think that has to be like the most kind of played movie uh, mm-hmm. parody thing. We're gonna need a bigger boats, probably more. Oh, that's fair. Might be a good one. Yeah, yeah I mean. Right there. I mean, I say that I don't know how many times a year. Well, you know what? I, maybe King of the World might, might have them both beat now. Yeah. King of the World. That That's because we watch a lot of boat shows. When you're when you're when you're <laughs> when your kid's born, you can say I'm your father. Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Just like how Schwarzenegger is going to say to Danny's new half brother. Exactly. I I but also. How is he going to get back? Is he he has the ticket. ticket. Who has the other ticket? It got blown up. Oh, that's right. Well. No, here's the thing: is that that he other ticket? It, he gave it to uh, Benedict. Benedict. Oh, so uh, no, uh, Nick tore the ticket. Had, one had went in the box. The other one went to Danny. Right. That one that Danny had was taken by Benedict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and, one burned. And, and eventually, it did not. Partially. And eventually, uh, ended up being blown up on the roof. But it wasn't blown up because Benedict was blown up and the ticket fell mm-hmm. onto the street floor mm-hmm. where apparently, again, in the New York Red Light District with all the theaters there, there was apparently a half-filled house of people watching Oh, that's right. Something death. about death. Yeah, yeah Ian old, McKellen shows up. Yeah, the old-timey uh, uh, black-and-white movie. I guess some film students were there trying to catch a project. <laughs> And then a death... Yeah, Grim Reaper comes out of this movie theater. So there's the thing. Is that oh, ticket... Yeah. Was, was like, cool. is that the only theater that was playing there? Uh, or I had questions about that death character who is from a movie, but no one knows when Danny's going to die in real life. How does that work? Yeah, and he, the reason why death came was because Jack, who was dying, wasn't on any of his lists. Right, he, he was, was fiction, curious, yes. said. But the character itself is fiction. Yes. Because it's death in a, in a movie. Yes. But it's death, so... I recently read a book about death uh, in his biography. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, you did. Yeah, I did. It was. Yeah. Uh, I read that too. He was with these two like totally rad dudes. <laughs> did they have an awesome adventure? They did. Cool. Uh, I think they do a really great job with death in, in Supernatural too. So. I don't know what that is. That's fun. It is an epic TV show that I talk about a lot. Oh, that's right. It's the CW show. That's yes. CW now. My Thank car you. is named after one of the characters. Well, I believe it is. It comes nowhere close to that bogus journey. No, no. Oh, that no. was a terrible, terrible movie. Oh, what? The first one was good. The second one was awful. Oh, I'll, I did I'm not happy with see that. the third one. There's a third one, right? We that reviewed the, the third one. You guys one. reviewed it. I didn't watch it. They saved the world. Oh. That was the last episode Gina was on. Oh, all right. No, it wasn't. She was on Titanic last year. We all did Titanic last year. That was great. Um, so I guess before we can close it, I guess one of the reasons why, like I was saying in the beginning, why I picked this was I was looking at movies that were popular in the 90s when we were young, and I saw some YouTube clips of this, of the cup, you know, and how they had like Burger King tie-ins and all this different kinds of stuff. And this was just cool because also had the, the Burger King Kids Club attached to it as well. We should have had, we should have done the Rocketeer. We're talking about market, marketing because that was a huge That was good. I forgot about that. that. Yeah. Shoot. All the Pizza Hut stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to cut for a while, too. I mean, like, overall, I think the movie uh, did its job for us when we were kids. Heavy, yeah. The, the marketing was better than the movie. Well, that's what a lot of these movies are. Brave Little Toaster. Or, no, Brave Little Toaster was not marketed. We just had a memory that it was good. Well, like, the Ducks, Mighty Ducks, that was obviously marketed to... They had an entire help. hockey team created because of that movie. Well, also, too, the studio that owned the hockey team is also the studio that made the movie. Right. Yeah, so they want to completely market it. No, I was like, by the way, I had to say because I just said a second ago, uh, Brave Little Toaster scarred me. I'm not going to lie. Watching it now or? Yeah, watching it now. Yeah, the air conditioner is terrifying. No, it's just, it's just, I'm just upset. Like, this is not at all what I remember so far. Because right now, the low bar is Brave Little Toaster for me, right? So I'm like, where are we going to get to? Because we still got some more coming up this year. And I'm just wondering how it's going to go. Yeah, we have five more left. Do we? Yeah. Next week, next month's going to be a big one. Well, heavyweights is going to be up there. Now, I want to get this fan theory. I don't know if you believe me or not. Do you think that Ben Stiller's character in Heavyweights is the character from uh, Dodgeball? Because it's the same guy. Oh, that's a fun one. Well, I guess we'll find out in Dodgeball too. Uh, if Coming you can, out. No. 
dodge a wrench, dodgeable. <laughs> but wait, did what? Zing dodgeball two is not happening. I don't see anything about dodgeball two. It was confirmed. Okay. We'll see. Uh, what's it? Vince Vince, uh, Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn's coming back. Yeah. Okay. There needs to be a last action hero too. No, I'm sorry. That's Expendables. <laughs> there you go. There's we do not need any last action heroes. There's so many different. We just talked about this. I was so many different sequels, mm -hmm. and I think that a movie like this, last action hero, has a place because parodies are are uh, the best part of a lot of uh, uh, platforms. It, yeah. It would. It would. It is what makes. Uh, something popular is when you parody it. Yeah. Weird Al is now so popular and in the stable and you know that you've made it. We've said this on the movie show or when we did his movie that when your stuff gets parodied by Weird Al you've made it. Mm -hmm. Like that's a huge thing right there. If your movie gets parodied Scary Movie or something if you, you know, if your Scream gets parodied by a yeah. Scary Movie you've made it. You've made more than just money. You've made right. a cultural impact. Right, uh, and I think that's why maybe this movie stuck around, and why we, I would like to see more movies like this. Uh, the big reason why The Simpsons were so big is because they parodied all the TVs that were in the right. uh, the '90s, where it was the Full House, where there was you know, the kid comes home from school has a problem, the dad says, "Oh, don't worry, sweetie, we'll take care of it." There's an issue, and then they wrap it all up and they say, "We're we're good to go." Roll the credits. Simpsons was far from that, uh, where it was a problem child, and they didn't wrap it all up, and. That was a parody of those 90s TV shows. Mm -hmm. This movie was a parody of those movies. I really would like to see more of it. I, yeah. I like a comic book parody because we're getting so many comic book stuff now. Right. So, I don't know, make me a parody. Is, is that what The Boys is? Is that kind That's of... what The Boys, I would say, is. I like movies like this kind of satire than like Loaded Weapon 1 action crap. Like, I mean, that's why I was never like a Monty Python guy, right? Or like okay. much of a Mel Brooks guy because I don't like the slapstick. Sure. Like this kind of uh, last action hero movie, this is the kind of satire that I love. It's fun. It's action. You could play both. Um, so I want more movies like this. So you were going on a rant. So let's you go. What's your popcorn rating then for last action hero? Large? No. What's going to give a medium? No, probably medium. Uh, here's the thing: is that like I, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, I, I really did. It it just didn't like fail, but it also didn't go above and beyond. It was just kind of right there because it still felt like, I feel like there could have been a little bit more, but I'm happy with this movie. I was happy to, to rewatch it. I'll mm -hmm. probably rewatch it again later on in my life. Not like going to go home right now and rewatch it, no. but uh, yeah, I like this as one of my better Arnie movies. I like comedy Arnie. Kindergarten Cop works. Uh, Jingle no. All the Way works. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think those, the, those movies work because it takes somebody out of their element. They will always work. Whether it doesn't work for you personally, that's another thing, too. Right. But as far as the formula go, The Rock has done it. Hulk Hogan has done it. Every big hulking person, Dave Bautista, have, have always done these comedy movies where they are paired with a much younger uh, child or person or character, cartoon, whatever, to go on an adventure with. It's comedy. It's humanizing. It works, especially the bigger the person that it is. That's why I think this movie works. Um, but it doesn't do, you know what I mean? It doesn't right. go out of where it needs to be. It just stays safely in its own little cage or pen that you want to call it. Medium big. I'm not going to disagree. Like, I, I I thought, let's go ridiculous and give this a large. But, I mean, like, why I would, but I'm not. I'm going to give it a medium. Um, it's because, like I said, there's a place in my heart. There was this point in time from age 16 to, like, 20 I watched Lethal Weapon 1 through 4 all the time. I just enjoyed them. Uh, knowing that they weren't great, but I just enjoyed the ridiculousness of it. And that was being played for serious. And this is that realm for me. This is a Total Recall, where it's so ridiculous, but it's good and fun. Um, so that's why I kind of want to give it a large, but going off and talking with you guys about it, I'm like, yeah, it's not, there's, there's, there's some stinker moments, right? And there's some stinker moments that I can't, forgive right so you're being punny with the stinky moments because yeah, of the, the fart well no but yeah i mean like if you want to give me that kind of um weight if you want to give me that kind of uh i don't know but no yeah medium for me it's it's fine it's great fine great that's terrible it's great it's fun uh but it's not a large uh so then sarah what is your popcorn rating for last it's time? a small uh 
It was a long runtime, two hours and ten minutes. It's probably it needed to be an hour and a half. It, yeah, if it was an hour and a half, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Um, I, like I said, I enjoyed the third act, but the first two just didn't really do it for me. Um, I haven't seen a lot of those movies that you guys were talking about, like Lethal Weapon and... You've never seen Lethal Weapon? I have never seen Lethal Weapon. I believe Gina is in that same boat. I, she's Lethal seen... I, I've made okay. her seen Lethal Weapon. Beverly Hills Cop. I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. I've seen, I've seen a couple of them, but not enough to like pick up a lot of the references that they might have been making. Um, so I just don't think it was as enjoyable for me. Um, I, this was also my first time seeing it. Uh, and I just, I don't know. It was okay. Um, I'm not going to be asking Eric to, to let's turn it on a month from now or whatever. Like He can watch it. I'm not going to. you got to show her Lethal Weapon. I mean, I know like the tropes, and I know the the last the day cultural, retirement. Yeah, or two days to retirement. I'm too old for this shit, you know. Yeah. Nakatomi Plaza, like I know all the cultural parts of it. Okay. I just I've never seen it. All but right. anyway, small bag for this movie. We've been getting a lot of smalls in this retrospective. I can't wait for later when we do like Twister and Godzilla and stuff. I have other movies that are coming up in this retrospective that I will be ranking higher. Oh, I think we've been fair with a lot of these retrospectives. To be yeah. to be honest, it's just. Uh, that that kind of that uh, that lens of nostalgia, right. mm-hmm. which is why we're doing this, right? Uh, sometimes is a get a little bit more foggy than we thought it would be. So yeah. when we clean it off and uh, look at through uh, these these adult eyes, these you know, like the new Power Ranger movie that I couldn't stand. Yeah, I was like, Oof. I'd say yeah. a lot of these nostalgic movies that they're coming back. It's just like hard to yeah, I, I, hard to stomach, and it's just nothing's. Um, original anymore so that's why again you know setting something like this was was kind of fun oh they did like the bullet count in this movie which i think was was fun when uh um bendik ran out of bullets yeah and you thought like oh yeah that's perfect because no one ever counts bullets in movies right Um, but he actually did unless you're jesse ventura who's a sexual tyrannosaurus rex (laughs) predator wow all right I don't, I will, when you say sexual tex, or sexy tex, T-Rex, <laughs> I, guess, I don't even want to say it right there. I was going to say it's a part for Nick Cage. Yes. Um, in, in Pre- I will say this. We close out. I'll say this. In Predator, they're, they're, on a, they're on a helicopter going to the jungle to do a mission, right? And Jesse Ventura gets a huge wad of actual real chewing tobacco. Not the dip, but the chewing tobacco. And he spits it on Carl Weathers' shoe. And he's like, that's a disgusting habit. He's like, come on, man. This stuff will make you a sexual tyrannosaurus just like me. Gross. And yes. then he was a governor, and now that's how he became theorist. a governor. Yeah. I thought we were talking about we're back at dinosaur story, but that's okay. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. We're going to close it out on that one, I think. Thank you, everybody, so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode of Movie Guys Podcast. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next month with Sarah for another episode of Nostalgic Extravaganza. Until then, Turn in, tune in every Thursday. Check us out on movieguyspockets.com or wherever you get your pockets from, we are on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys and have a good night.